Hey, we're Koi Fly Creative, and we're obsessed with all things production, marketing, business, and helping you navigate the life of a creative leader. We're here to unveil the more unexpected aspects of leadership. We don't stray away from the real talk. We go through it all with influential leaders from all walks of earth. So pull up a seat and have your morning coffee with us. This is The Morning Cast. Good morning. Welcome. Good to see you for the first time today. Yeah, so nice. Happy Monday. Shiny faces. How'd everyone sleep? You what? How'd everyone sleep? Like a rock. Good. (laughs) Had the windows open last night, one of the first nights of the spring to do that. It's nice. That's Mm -hmm. so good. Is it it like a perfect kind of pool? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Is it springtime? No. When is spring? Yes. Yes? March 21st? Oh. It's been spring. Wait, past that? It's hot coffee. That was very silly. Well, wa- welcome to the morning cast. I'm Shelly. I'm Dave. I'm Aaron. Stacy. And today, Aaron is bringing us our guest. So, Aaron, can you tell me a little bit about your interview and who, who you talk to? Yeah, absolutely. So I talked to one of my friends from high school, Molly, who is a first year nurse. And I thought it would be really interesting to get her perspective of the pandemic, because not only is she a first year nurse, so this is, you know, her first experience in the workforce, but she also has um, underlying conditions. So kind of just to see where her mind's at with all of this. And, you know, she didn't disappoint. Like it's, it's, it was such an easy conversation to talk to her. And, you know, the reason that she does this is like so many other nurses. So I'm really excited for you guys to hear it and hear her story. What's your favorite part? Um, I mean, I loved all of it. I I really loved the entire conversation, but she says something about her boyfriend that like was just, it just like shows like humanity being good and I like it. So when that, you'll know when that comes up, obviously. Awesome. Nice. Yeah. We're excited. Let's do yeah, it. I'm excited for you guys to check it out. Should we watch it? Yeah, be right back. You want to give your... Roll it. Yeah, okay, cool. So why don't you just like tell me, well, tell me what unit you work on and, you know, what a typical day looks like for you now. Okay, so I work in the ICU, which is the intensive care unit. So those are all of like, so I work in a smaller community hospital. So my unit is 22 beds. Um, The ICU is like for all of our critical care patients, anybody who's on a ventilator, anybody who needs more like critical care and attention because our ratios are smaller. So I typically, my assignment is one to two patients depending on their acuity of their illness. Um, So a typical day, so since I have underlying conditions, my doctor said like, do not take care of the COVID patients if possible. Like I don't want you taking care of them. So there's probably like a group of like five or six of us at work that have, that are either immunocompromised or whatever that don't care for the COVID patients. So I take all the patients that have been either ruled out as negative COVIDs or all of our like general population that we usually see. But a typical day, I just think that everything's like more like hyper awareness, like the germs, like what am I touching? Don't touch your face. Like what's around? Like what are we cleaning? We're constantly cleaning. And I change at work now, which I did not used to do. 
like I knew my scrubs were gross I used to change as soon as I got home from work and shower right away but now it's like I change at work I put everything in a bag and tie it real close I wear a different pair of shoes to and from the hospitals I change my shoes before I come home some hospitals like nurses are showering at the hospital and wearing the surgical scrubs like that they because those are like considered sterile so they get to work they put on the surgical scrubs when they're done their shift they shower and they leave wow yeah so it's it's it is so crazy. So everything's so different now. And like, like the cleaning and like, everybody's constantly cleaning. And usually we have like a float nurse who's come, like helping out and she'll come in and like, she'll clean everything like three times a shift. Like I used to bleach my station when I got to work anyway, but now I do it like three times a shift and like everything in my patient's room, like anything that I'm touching, like a lot, like high contact areas, they say I'm washing constantly. Wow. And I guess like with that, cause you're living with your family right now, right? I do. Yes. Yeah. So it's like, it's the fear of you getting sick, but also you coming home and with your, your sibling, like your brother and your sister and your parents, that's yes. really scary. It is scary. And my dad is still working because my dad's a police officer. So he's still out in the community as well. And he's immunocompromised. So I'm so terrified to bring anything home wow. to him. Yeah. That is really intense. So when you when you get home, do you, um, just like kind of just go right to the shower? Like, are you isolating yourself in your house or are you still able, like once you're done, like you're decompressing or whatever you can like, yes, I still like, I still like am around my family and stuff, but I try to not like touch the food as much. Like I'm not really making as many things in the kitchen because I don't want to be touching all of that. Um, but I do, I like go to the basement right away. I strip down, I have my bathroom down there and I go right up to the shower. And as soon as I'm done, like I clean the shower, I Lysol like spray all of our doorknobs. I clean out my car and like nothing that was in the hospital comes into the house. Like I leave all of my bags, everything. I used to bring like a lunchbox to work, but now I don't bring that. Like I don't bring my reusable water bottle anymore. Um, nothing that was in the hospital comes into the house except for my scrubs, but they go right in the washing machine. And I found this laundry sanitizer that Lysol makes. So I've been using that with my scrubs to just try and like not spread this virus. Thinking about going back in like when normal life kind of starts again, it's like, am I going to be hesitant to like stand close to somebody? Or like, I agree. I agree. It's like, how do you know when things are going to be normal? That's what we were talking about in the hospital. I was talking to one of our intensivists, which is our um, attending on the floor. And he was saying that like, are people going to be able to go back to being normal right away and he's like I think it's gonna take time like when is it normal because they say that like the incubation period of this virus of the COVID-19 is two like 14 days it can last so that's like the time you're infected between the time you start to show symptoms so if we have like our last patient say like in the middle of May like we're not going to want to be near anybody for two weeks after that point and it's like when are these patients going to stop appearing in the hospital like all together just like exactly like when are they ever going to come back and like and the other thing is like when are we going to know to stop like thinking like any patient that comes to the ER now like they automatically are looking through all of their clinical presentation to see is anything here like consistent with coronavirus and if it is then they are automatically ruled out but when are we going to stop doing that either you know what I mean like all of the protocols and stuff in general I mean and it's Mm -hmm. so amazing how fast every type of industry and every type of business has shifted to like address it I mean especially the health I agree like 
I was talking to Jordan's mom, um, is a nurse, and she was saying how they're switching out like rooms with curtains with like doors in between the rooms. And it's like, that's just so insane. Yeah. It is. Like, yeah. And I mean, even, you know, teachers having to go remote, like basically overnight and for the Mm -hmm. room where they're like, this is your job now. It's just, it's so. It's crazy. And I think the cool, like one of the coolest things of the way the restaurants have like stepped up to like curbside and like Ron's is my favorite restaurant around here. And I was like on their website and they were right so good. And they were saying like all of their employees are wearing masks and they have nobody is contacting for delivery. So either they come and put it in your trunk or they leave it outside and you get a time to come and pick it up and you have to be there at that time so that there's not so many people which is amazing and a great idea but the fact that they were able to put that into play so quickly exactly. is awesome that's so oh my god wait that's so good to know i love bronze yes I'm- right but have you personally seen any or heard of any incredible stories of hope or just you know resilience out of all of this Um, yes, I think like both from patients and the community. I mean, the community is so supportive. I've seen so many things on the news where there's like been the firefighters, all the first responders and the cops like clapping for the nurses when they walk in. And I think that is such an encouraging thing to see because they are also on the front lines too. Like they're also being brave and getting up every day and going to work when everybody else is staying inside. And I think that that is such an encouraging thing for them to be there and encourage us. But as far as like the patients go, yeah, there has been some of our patients who have recovered, which I think is awesome. And there's been, we've had multiple like um, successful extubations, which means like coming off the ventilator and they're able to maintain their oxygen on their own. And I think that's awesome. And that does give us hope that you can treat this disease and it, but, or this virus, but it does take time. I think that that's like one of the components that people need to be patient because like they're not going to recover in a week. It's going to be like sometimes people are on the ventilator for two weeks before they're able to breathe on their own again. Do you, is there like any kind of pattern with the type of patient? I mean, I know people who are, you know, I mean, that's the thing about this virus. It's so crazy. It hits everybody so different because like you can have like in one room, somebody who's 88 who has maybe like diabetes and high blood pressure. And then you can have somebody who's like 40 and relatively healthy, maybe a little overweight, and that's all. And they're both equally very sick. So it's very interesting how this virus is infecting people. And I think that's the problem. Like, it's not consistent. I mean, they say that, like, like clinical pre- presentation, yes, like, your x-ray and blah, 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 and everything looks the same. But, like, there's no rhyme or reason why this 80-year-old man and this 40-year-old man are the same sick amount of sick. You know what I mean? I think that's what's so unnerving to you know, at first it was like, this is an old people virus, like, right. Mm-hmm. Be smart, whatever. And now, and like, I thought the same thing. Yeah. Right. And now people are really starting to like get, oh, this could, you know, really impact my parents or me or yes. I can yes. give it to somebody else. And, you know, I know for, like, that's the biggest thing for, for, I feel like people our age are finally going to be like, all right, like we might not die from this, but we will give it to somebody else. Exactly. Exactly. And I feel like that's like the biggest thing to remember is that like, it personally might not affect you, but the people that you care about, it could. Like my grandmother, she lives down the shore and she lives by herself. And I was like, Mimi, don't leave the house. Literally do not leave. And luckily my boyfriend is down there right now quarantined with his dad. So he's been going to the grocery store and just leaving her groceries on the front porch because I do not want her leaving. I was like, it's not worth it. If you can have somebody personally shop for you, do it. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. So nice of your boyfriend to do that yes it is very nice of him <laughs> that's amazing yeah no yes. that's what it's most like, 
like who am I going to come in contact with that I could potentially harm but right so I find what's really interesting is that no one really knows what the symptoms are because it's mm -hmm. different for everybody yeah I mean it's like the conversation that we had the other day where like for some people it manifests itself as like pink eye and like you know for other people it's just like a headache and a fever and yeah even now i mean I, I talked to her about a week ago and i think since then like this a stroke has come out as a symptom like something so drastic like that and and she we had no idea a week ago it's crazy yeah, yeah. it's and i i feel like now you know she was saying that people aren't social distancing very well you know, I feel like now we're, we're weeks into this and it's like people are starting to feel it. Not, not even just starting, but people are really feeling it mentally and just like the, the isolation of themselves. Like I know, you know, my parents are going crazy because I'm grocery shopping for them and they're literally not getting out. And, you know, my great aunts and everything, she, she one of them, she's um, stuck in her nursing home and they're full lockdown, like full lockdown. She's stuck in her nursing or retirement community, I guess. She can't leave her room. All the packages are, you know, organized in a certain way. She can't touch her packages for like four or five days before she gets like all this crazy. Yeah, that's a true prison, the nursing home. Yeah. The nursing facilities. But then think like these people, they're the <laughs> ones that are susceptible for Alzheimer's and dementia and, um, and not having that kind of social interaction is not helping those types of issues. So, you know, yes, they're not, they might not be in contact with COVID and that's amazing because they could potentially die from that. But what other, how else is it hurting them being quarantined like this? You yeah, know, I completely agree. We kind of talked about it in Nicole's interview too, about how like, you know, depression and anxiety rates are going to spike too. And it's like, you know, where do you draw the line? Like between, is it worth, you know, putting yourself at risk to get COVID or, you know, being depressed and anxious and everything that comes with that? Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, but this, I'm, I'm pumped about this interview. I'm, I'm excited for the second half. Yeah. Awesome. Let's watch it. Let's do it. Let's get right back in it. All right. Let's just get right back in it. What are there, I mean, besides people, trying to social distance or like you know people who are listening to the cdc guidelines is there something else that you know people who aren't in the healthcare industry that might not know something that we should be doing um starting now basically or starting like a month ago um i think that some people do not understand the concept of social distancing like when i drive there's a park on my way to work where like it's like a trail it's like outside and there's groups of like six people walking together and like yes some people have the idea like oh i'm just staying home and my friends also just staying home so we can hang out but that's not the case because the idea of social distancing is to reduce the amount of people you come in contact with because this like you don't know if you're infected and that's the problem like because you can be asymptomatic hanging out with all of your friends that are also quarantined so you think you're not giving it to anybody meanwhile you might be a carrier and you just spread it to those six people and now they're going home to their families and then maybe their families are going to social distance with their neighbors as well like you can the idea is that you stay home and you reduce the amount of contact you have and i think that's the biggest problem that we have right now because like people are like oh yeah i'm six feet apart 
but like just stay home. I know it's difficult, but it's going to be a lot less difficult if you stay home and we can flatten this curve now so we can have a summer. That is all I want. That's what I've been looking for since um, Memorial or Labor Day weekend. So can we please just have a summer? Like, let's just do it. I mean, I think what's so interesting too about like people our age and especially nurses like your age, obviously, is we're so new to the workforce. And I agree. Our first like year in in our first year of experience, like we're right doing something like this, which is so I agree insane. So how would you? I mean, kind of like. What's it like as a first year nurse to be going through something like this, something so historic and scary? Like, where, where are you bouncing that? Um, so, well, I, so I started my job in August. And since I was in the ICU, we have a six-month orientation. So I got an orientation in February. So I've been, so before that, I was with a preceptor for six months learning. So in February, I started, like, my own patient assignments that I've been on my own. So I've only been on my own for, like, two months, almost only two months now. So it's kind of crazy to think about how I've only been a nurse for less than a year. And that's what like a lot of my, the older nurses are saying, they're like, how long have you been here? And I'm like, not like seven, eight months. And they're like, oh my God, (laughs) like, I'm so sorry. And it is, it's crazy that this is happening. Like in my first year, like what a great welcome to the nursing world. <laughs> like Exactly. Exactly. I feel like, I mean, I don't want to jinx us, but like y- you see this and you experience this and you're like, like, I'll be able to kind of deal with anything else that comes my way. I, that's the like only thing I'm like, I love to find the silver lining. And I think like, that's, there it is. I'm like, you know what, if I can make it through this and I can survive and I still like what I do after this, then there's hope that I can do this for 40 years. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, why don't you tell me a little bit about, you know, what it is about being a nurse that you love so much and why you continue to do what you do amidst all this, especially being, um, you know, compromised yourself. Like, what is yeah. it that keeps you going back? I think that it's like the, I love to help the people that we have, you know what I mean? And especially right now, like their families can't be there. And it's so crazy the trust that patients have with nurses. I know, like I read this thing that nursing supposed supposedly like the number one trusted profession. And it's kind of true because these people come in here and I've never met them before. But in like the first 20 minutes of caring for them, they might have tell, told me something that they've never told anybody before. And I think that it's really cool that I get to be that person that goes in and like I can also be their family while they're there. I know we just had like have patients that have been there for like two weeks and we're the only ones that they see every day. I mean, they call their parents or their loved ones, but it's, it's not the same as seeing them. So I, I think that that definitely keeps me going back. Like knowing that I can be that support system for that person during this time is really nice. Yeah. That's really incredible. And I, I, I think that's such a unique perspective, especially because people are on their own. They're that much more vulnerable. and that much more scared and it's like you are their lifeline right there yeah I think that's like the fulfillment that that a lot of us get out of it I know and I know for our COVID patients that that are on the vent and are sedated like our nurses are incredible and they write messages to them and they'll FaceTime with the families through we have an iPad that everyone get you can FaceTime and like they they show their families they give messages they put on the patient's favorite music like anything to kind of give that patient like something of their own back you know what I mean like even as small as listening to like their favorite like country song or whatever because we can put tv or music through our tvs so I know a lot of our nurses do that for our patients to give them their personality while they're going through this. Yeah, that is so incredible. I never thought about that. Like 
yeah the personality i love how you phrase that because it is like you know you're in a hospital and everything feels so like you just don't feel like yourself and to have that exactly being like i'm here like let's figure this out together let me just put on your favorite music like yes i'm sure that goes so far for the patients that's amazing molly what do you guys need most right now would it be you know supplies um exposure masks what kind of things would help you definitely exposure i think that like the social distancing thing like if everybody can just but more so like the limiting your contact with the amount of people that you're seeing like limited to the least amount of people as possible I think that's like the number one thing um I know that every hospital in this area has a link that you can go see what kind of PPE they need and the PPE is like the protective everything where like from gowns gloves masks every hospital in the Philly area has a link and you can see what they need and they'll tell you exactly how to donate it so that's the best way to go and look what each hospital puts up like a needs list basically of what they're in need of that's perfect. Oh my gosh. That actually will be great to, to blast out and just have yeah. to know. Yeah. It's, it's really cool to see, especially on like social media, how everybody is trying to do something, you know, whether they actually like can do it or not. It's just the, the effort that's there is really nice to see. Yes. No, I, and I just ordered this bag off of a boutique on Instagram. And I told her when we were like messaging back and forth, cause I just put it in order and I was like, I'm a nurse. And right now this bag is like the only thing I have looking forward to. Like, I'm so excited to get this bag in the mail. And she sent me a mask that she made, which no I thought, yes. And she was, and I was like, I was not looking for this at all. And she's like, I know, but she was like, I've been making these and like, I want to, and she sent me like patterns. She's like, which one do you like the best? Like, I'm going to send it with your order. Thank you for everything you do. And I think like something so small as that, that just, that also gave me like that hope and to know that the community is 100% backing us right now. Absolutely. It is. It's the little motivators that it's like, all right, this, this is why I continue to do. Yes. Yes. That's amazing, Molly. Thank you so much for chatting with me. And of course. What's going on and how you're doing. It's, it's yes. huge. Cool. You're back. Wow. That was um, so good, Erin. Thank you. Yeah, it was great getting to, you know, catch up and just hear her insights on it. Did you know that there was a link that we could find things for hospitals? I did not even know that. I didn't know. No. So we should definitely, yeah. Yeah, I think it's important people know that. Yeah, especially because this isn't going away anytime soon. So, you know, supplies need to be restocked somehow if we can help. Definitely. I love how, um, I love what she said about playing music in patients' rooms just to make it a little more personal. I just, I think that would go so far for anyone. And that really resonated with me. Yeah, I mean, I really... I appreciate the perspective, um, the different perspective of hers as opposed to Nicole's, who is like a veteran nurse. Mm -hmm. So like finding someone that's literally just been there for two months, right as this whole thing has started, that's a whole different, like a whole different perspective and a whole different way of viewing everything that's going on. And I mean, it's, I can't even imagine being in her shoes and like having that be, the start of your professional career, you know? And hopefully that this is the biggest challenge she faces. But, um, you know, I know my mom as a nurse would always be like, oh, well, I was in the swine flu, I was on the front lines and I got through that. So it's always like a badge of honor to wear. Um, and so she'll have that, you know, moving forward to when she's the, the badass 20 years in the 
in the industry, like telling the frontline stories to people. Yeah. So that's cool. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Nice work. Yeah, that was that was awesome. I'm, you know, and like I'm thinking of you too, Eric. You know, like you yeah. I mean, you've been with us for so long, but you officially started not too long ago, and like this is not normal life. You know, this isn't normal, and it's like usually when you start a job, I mean, you've been here for a while, but still like usually when you start a job, you can learn so much just by being in the environment Mm -hmm. and you don't necessarily have that right now. And, and that's like, that's tough. Like we might be expecting you to just know things because we're doing them and, you know, and, but you aren't in the same room or you aren't on that one zoom call that we talked about it, you know? So yeah. It's crazy. And like all these people I'm I'm seeing um all the senior the high school seniors that can't graduate, you know, together. Like I'm seeing there's a bunch of signs in my neighborhood of like outside of all the seniors houses just saying like senior strong 2020, you know, mm-hmm. just because they don't get that same experience that we all got, you know. Right. Yeah. But yeah, I think what's so though, like coming out of this is to see how we're resilient, even though we're separated. So, you know, doing the senior signs or just finding ways to pivot is, I I think that's going to be a whole other type of learning too, you know, like crisis learning, if that's a thing. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for watching guys. This was was great. Thank you so much, Erin. I appreciate you introducing her to us yeah we can talk to her like later on you got to bring her in the office so we can say hi oh yeah absolutely she would love be together again yeah yeah and thank her for her duty absolutely she'll appreciate that she has making masks i send i'd send her one or something yeah yeah well i'll find that link and and get it out to everyone too perfect cool thank you they're awesome thank you so much thank you all have a great rest of your day yes You too. Have a nice afternoon. Awesome afternoon. Thank you everyone for listening to today's morning cast. We loved having our morning coffee with you. Make sure to subscribe on YouTube, Spotify, and SoundCloud, and turn that notification button on to make sure you don't miss any episodes. Until then, keep hustling and pour yourself another cup of joe.